0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic day today. We're staying busy down here at Health Masters. It's actually a little overcast today. It's finally cooled down some, slightly, I should say. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, because it's fall. Apparently nobody bothered to let Florida know that it's fall, so it's still in the mid-90s, high-90s in the afternoon. But that's part of it down here. And uh, if you guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com, the total rest formula. I talked about it earlier this week as far as with relaxation. Also helps out with energy production the next day. Really helps out with neurotransmitter balance and promotes a calm and relaxed physiological and emotional state. Really popular product. Be sure to check it out. This will be the last, uh, still a very fresh batch, but this last batch we have We'll have a price increase once the sale price is over and the regular price is back up. It's going to go up some due to some of the raw material costs we've had on this product. As you guys know, over the last couple of years, I've done my absolute best to try to prevent the massive inflationary cost of our products and raw materials being transferred to every one of y'all and uh it's just been part of it but i've eaten a lot of the cost over the last two years and so certain products i have no choice on some stuff just to maintain some aspect of uh margin on them so i'm not losing money and so just giving you guys a heads up on that if it's something you want to try be sure to check it out on sale right now on the website at healthmasters.com. dot com and one of the first things i noticed today you know i've been seeing this repeatedly now with these vehicle manufacturers you know we know what's going on with ford right now i mean they're pretty much All but kaput as far as manufacturing. Chevy now, one of their major manufacturing plants that produces parts, especially parts that go to dealerships, including parts for repairs on trucks, has now been pretty much halted due to the worker strike. Uh, The same thing is going on with Chrysler's branch as far as with Jeep. Now, suddenly, I saw this article here earlier that Volkswagen's central infrastructure has been essentially paralyzed and nothing is working due to a massive IT malfunction that has suspended production at several plants on Wednesday. The German business newspaper spoke with a Volkswagen spokesperson, said the IT disruption of the network components of the Wolfsburg location was detected around 12.30 local time. The network destruction has led to full production line stops at the main auto plant, as well as uh, four other plants that's happening right now. Now, the thing that I wanted to bring this up is I found this very strange. Anybody has noticed, and from what I found, these are all like the major uh, ice cars, internal combustion engines. It's funny to me as anybody has noticed there's been no parts shortages for the electric vehicle manufacturers primarily tesla at all period there's been no shutdowns there's been no problems with manufacturing there's been no chip problems there's been no shortages everything seems to be running super smooth with all the electric manufacturers including even for ford's ev line with the f-150 lightning by the way that plant has not been touched whatsoever as far as with these strikes Interesting, isn't it? Isn't it interesting how Volkswagen, which is pretty much the largest automaker in the entire world, I mean, they're subsidiaries as far as who's underneath them and they pretty much own every major European manufacturer, so to speak, as far as for the most part. And yet now, all of a sudden, they've had four massive plants that have been completely shut down due to IT malfunction. Again, is it coincidence? Very well could be, but it's ironic to me that we're seeing this massive slowdown on the vehicle production while at the same time the EV vehicles are being rolled out that nobody really wants. I mean, I talk to people in the auto industry all the time. I mean, I'm very prevalent in the auto community. And anytime I'm around people and I'm talking to people in the auto world, I've yet to really get anyone that's just gung-ho, pro-electric, this is what we need to do, this is so exciting. Nobody wants it. Nobody likes it. I've talked to a few people that talk, you know, in aspects of convenience. If you kind of live in a small town or, or a large town, I should say, and you you got to commute five or ten minutes a day to work, and basically there's charging stations at people's work, and it's pretty much like having a really, really fancy go-kart to drive around. you got to charge up, like, you know, once a week. I, mean, I, I can kind of get that aspect. If if it's like a go-kart with AC, I mean, or a golf cart with AC – Okay, I get it. You know, it's kind of just fun to putt around town, you know, charge it up once a week. But actually, any meaningful travel, any meaningful trailering, any meaningful transportation of goods and services is not going to happen. These massive tractor trailers that Tesla's been working on, these full electric, uh, basically semi trucks, they've been an abysmal failure. I mean, they've had numerous problems with these things, especially when it comes to distance, because, you know, you can show. Great on paper when it comes to electric vehicles, oh, it can go 250 and go 300 miles until you put a massive load strain on it. That's the problem that everybody's running into with these EV vehicles, the same thing, the F-150 Lightning, why it plummeted in sales and value. When that YouTube video came out, they said, hey, it gets like 280 miles of range, which is already abysmal. They put like a 20-foot camper behind. It's like a 20-foot camper. It was one of those like ultralights. It wasn't even a big camper. It was like a 6,000-pound camper. All of a sudden, they got like eighty-seven mile range on it. I mean, you can't even you can't, it, that you got to charge like three times just to get out of the state of Florida from like where we are in Central Florida. I mean, how how unfunctional is that? But again, yet this is what they're constantly pushing. So I thought I'd throw that out there with Volkswagen. Very strange things going on. Also, too, I've seen a couple articles talking about now the fact that it looks like the U.S. government is now putting forward track and tracing demands for people entering the country again for allegedly for COVID as they want to require passengers flying into the United States to provide complete and accurate contact information. This again is getting people desensitized to constantly putting out their information, constantly having everything monitored, and constantly having the government prime on your life, who you talk to, where you go, who you're involved in, what you say, who you're close to. That's all this is about. And it's based on data, data logarithms and algorithms. It's all based on that. This is what the NSA Utah Data Center collects in massive AI computing. They put all this stuff into a file. Nobody actually looks at this stuff on a regular basis unless they need to pull it up on a specific individual. This stuff is stored in a database, and it builds an algorithm based on your behavior, based on where you go, based on who you're around. And it literally can predict your movements and your behavior. This is why social media, they talked about it. On that one, uh, there's a movie that came out years ago. It showed it for a little bit and then it disappeared. You, it's hard to find, and um, I think it's called The Social Network. I have to look it up again, but it goes into detail on social media and how they track you and how basically if you have your camera on and you have your microphone on and you basically like. 100 things on Facebook, by the time you like 100 things on Facebook and they have your video as far as your camera where they can see your face, your pupil dilation, your, you know, your smiles, all that, and they have your microphone, they can literally predict what you're going to do before you're going to do it. That's how advanced this technology is, and that's why I've encouraged you to maintain your privacy as best as possible because this is definitely something that's getting worse and worse. Also, to in other news, speaking of worse and worse – Target now, which is good riddance to them, but again, this is a serious problem for people that actually have to rely on these stores if there's no one, no, no, no other stores around. Target is now shuttering nine major stores and cities that have been targeted by violent theft now. They said the loss or stolen inventory has created a $500 million dent in profitability this year. Unbelievable. And this primarily is out in California, out in Washington State, out in Oregon which surprise surprise and this is just continually getting worse out in these areas and this is what happens when you allow communists to come in and start picking and choosing who they're going to prosecute who they're going to let go and who they're going to target this is what they did directly during the blm antifa terrorist movement in 2020 if you guys remember you had people going around outside during covid lockdown allegedly right These groups that were literally firebombing cities, over 140 cities were set on fire that summer, over 140 cities were set on fire. And there were very few people who actually were charged with any serious felonies all across the country. I think at one point I was reading that they said there was over like 500 people that had been arrested had had all their charges dropped down to like misdemeanors or community service. And a lot of these were violent acts that they were involved in, but yet again, You have people go up to the Capitol on January 6th with a bullhorn outside and they get inciting, you know, a mob violence and getting charged and being held without trial, without bail for a year, year and a half, two years without pretrial release, which is completely and totally illegal for a minor misdemeanor. That violates due process. Everybody has a right to a speedy trial. You can't just throw somebody in solitary confinement for two years because they got charged with trespassing and you'll let them know when they have a court date. But again, in D.C., It's a completely different world up there because that's an own island, and it's crazy to me how we're watching this two-tiered legal system occur, and yet a lot of people won't even address it. So it's something really to be aware of and understand your rights as best as possible, and also, too, if something does ever occur, the thing I always tell everybody, keep your mouth shut. Don't talk. My brother has told me that repeatedly with what he does as far as defense attorney up there. He said if somebody gets in trouble for something, he goes, nothing nothing you say will ever help you in the middle of an investigation, period. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. He said, keep your mouth shut. Let me do my job. Stop talking. That's what he said every single time. And he said 90% of the cases he could probably get dismissed if people didn't run their mouth on body cam footage. Just my two cents to throw out there and uh, encourage people on that aspect. What do you think, Dad? How are you doing this morning?
1: Awesome! I'm doing great. Uh, you know, it's it's been an interesting news morning. I mean, there's a lot of strange stuff happening. I mean, the uh, the Daily Mail just reported that this asteroid has come down with this strange black dust on it. And, you know, and I covered this a few years ago, and I talked about black goo, and I talked about sentient powder and sentient dust and sentient everything else. And, you know, we see a lot of that and people talk a lot about that may have happened with the Deepwater Horizon. But this is an interesting little article. I want to start with it. Mysterious black dust found on an asteroid sample that crashed to Earth, a canister holding debris from Bennu, is covered in an unidentifiable element. Wow. Fine black dust inside. So, uh, you know, some people say that a lot of this stuff, this sentient dust came into this planet years and years ago as part of AI. I'm not going to get into that today because it would be an entire broadcast to try to cover that again, but I find this kind of stuff interesting when I see it because so much of the TV shows now that we see are talking about black goo and talking about this black stuff that covers people up, all of this crazy stuff. You see people's eyes turn black, so not going there today. It's a little bit too esoteric for the conversation this morning, but I also want to cover a couple other things too. Also, was talking about how there are no Tesla shortages as far as parts and now everybody else is having massive shortage again and Volkswagen has been shut back down again. And again, you look across the street at a subdivision that's gone up with hundreds of homes in the last couple of years. They're building 20, 30 and 40 homes on a block. They're almost done with the entire subdivision. They've never had block shortage. They've never had shingle shortage. They've never had window shortage. They've had any kind of shortages whatsoever in that subdivision. And the houses go up incredibly fast within like 60 days from start to finish. Now, we got to stop for a second. We've got to realize. That State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard own pretty much everything now because they're the Rothschild banking cartels front people for the investment of all these different companies and corporations all over the world, and they don't want there to be shortages for windows or shingles or anything else. And so they continue to push their narrative as far as building these homes for these immigrants that have come in with absolutely no resources whatsoever to be given free housing. And I have no idea how these people are paying for it. When you go over there and try to talk to them about what they're doing, they basically can't speak English. None of them that I ran into over there speak English. So it's strange. In fact, I was over there one day and I, I had a, I actually had a date with me and we were driving around and I was talking to her about... This is a subdivision that's you know, all Hispanic. And she, well, I don't believe that, blah, 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 blah. It's okay. So we drove up, and we started talking to somebody. No, speak is the English. <laughs> and, and another one, no, speak is the English. And, uh, and she said, wow, I, you, you just made your point. I said, I'm telling you, it's what it is. And so these subdivisions and these organizations that have the funding behind them, they don't care about Ford Motor Company. They hate Ford Motor Company because Henry Ford was a massive anti-Semite, and he exposed the international banking cartels that run the planet and what they do and their satanic agenda. Henry Ford, if he had seen what has happened now with State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock owning Ford, would roll over in his grave. He would be, he would be, he would be, he would be petrified of what's happened to his company in a hundred years. Because this, you know, they basically what ends up happening is they start buying up their shares and through different proxies, et cetera, until they gain control of the organization. Same thing happened with Anheuser-Busch. You know, Anheuser-Busch doesn't have a Bush, you know, on payroll. I don't think anymore over there in St. Louis. It's owned by another firm out of Europe again, State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard owned, or these other bloodline families owned. It's just the same same group that always does all of this. So we need to be aware of it. Now, you know, you know, and then and we got to look at what's going on too. With Target closing their stores, I'm like Austin. Good riddance with Target. You know when they started doing the transgender bathrooms and the boys and the girls could go to the bathrooms together and all the crazy crap they did under Obama, I was done. And people started boycotting Target, and I, and basically it's just it's it's just you know it's an upended upscale version of Walmart's what it is, and it's a not and it is a much nicer place to shop than Walmart, but I don't go there because of what they did and what they and who owns them again, State Street, Vanguard and BlackRock. And so they don't really care if they have to sacrifice these companies in order to basically continue to push the narrative of this transgender, their god, Einsoff, being a basically hermaphrodite agenda. They don't care. But what's interesting about this is is that in these ghetto areas, in these democratically controlled ghetto areas – and I always found this interesting like in LA, et cetera, et cetera, when they would have massive riots These people who live in these ghettos would burn their own businesses or burn the businesses in the the ghetto and burn the grocery stores in the ghetto and burn the five and tens in the ghetto and go in there and rob them and burn them. And they would destroy them, and the owner would have insurance, and they would move out, and they would say, I'm done. I'm not coming back into the ghetto again and service these people that want to burn me out. And so then the people complained who live in the ghetto, we don't have any place to buy food. We don't have any place to get gas. We don't have any of this stuff here anymore. They've all left. Well, duh, what do you think they were gonna do after you burned them out two or three times? They don't want to listen to that and deal with that stuff either. I remember we have this ghetto in Winter Haven. It's called Florence Villa. And it's a, it's a ghetto. And it's just super high drug usage and everything else. In fact, the one time it was one of the highest crack cocaine areas in the country. Like Dan Rather, actually, when he was back with you know you know CBS way back when, came down here and actually did a you know an interview and talked about how many people were hooked on crack cocaine, et cetera, et cetera, in Florence Villa. And I remember there was a really nice subdivision. They put up, a really nice shopping center. They put up right across the street from Florence Villa. It was nice, and they actually put nice shops in there. It was really nice. You go over there now, it's like all empty. The stores are all empty. Even the local gym that was there is gone. Everything's gone because what they would do from the ghetto, they would come in. And this, I remember, this one guy had this dress shop, a really nice dress shop. Him and his wife, and they would come in and they would put a concrete block through the front window. The ghetto would, and the ghetto would then, you know, they would run in there and grab all these high-end clothes off the racks and be gone in 30 seconds before the police could ever get there. You'd all be wearing masks. I mean, and this is 20, 30 years ago. And now that whole subdivision, where they spent hundreds of millions of dollars and building it and restoring it and all the stuff they have, they can't get anything work there. There's a movie theater there that I go to every once in a while, while I'm, when I'm heavily armed. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that because I don't want to be a victim. They've always got police out in front of the movie theater so you don't get robbed by somebody coming from the ghetto. And, and uh, you know, it, and I don't mind it because it's so close. You know, to the house It's a lot closer than you know, the other theaters where It's like you know, about eight miles away. But, but the reality is, I mean, Austin won't even go there. He's I'm not going to that ghetto theater. And, and it's strange because it's one of the only movie theaters left in Winter Haven. And I think there's only like two left. And so people are kind of forced to go there, and, and the ghetto theater is – to have ghetto staff. It's, it's, just, it's just a mess. And, and so you ask yourself a question. If you're going to burn your businesses out and rob them all the time, why are you going to complain when they leave? <laughs> I just thought I'd ask that question because it, it seems so silly to me. You know, one other thing I want to talk about too, Austin was mentioning how some of these people now are getting, you know, jail time for being on a blowhorn, you know, on, you know, in the capital, you know, you know, in, what do you want to call it? The capital protest is what it was. What it, it wasn't a riot. It wasn't an insurrection. It was nothing. It was a capital protest. And, and, and what's funny about this is they're getting jail time. Now, there's a movie out years ago. It's called, I think it's called Lord of War by N- with Nicolas Cage. Don't watch the movie with your kids. It's R-rated. It's got some really, really graphic, nasty stuff in it. But it talks about him being an arms dealer and basically you know moving arms all over the world in the third world countries and how he gets arrested finally by one of the people in the United States government who's actually a legitimate person. And then he's almost immediately released – because he was doing the work for the government that they didn't want to do and they do not want to be caught doing. Remember that movie, you guys? If you've watched it, I know Austin remembers it. And he told the guy, I'm going to be released. You'll are be getting a phone call here in a few minutes and they're going to let me go because I do things that nobody else wants to do and the government doesn't want to be associated with. A lot of alt media – I'm not mentioning any names now. A lot of alt media doesn't get persecuted. They don't have algorithms but, you know. but broken they down. They're not shadow banned. They're still getting millions and tens of millions of views. And I'm telling you this right now. When that happens, that's because they're primarily CIA front people. Oh, God, I don't, I don't like going here at all. They'll give you 80% truth, sometimes 90% truth, and they'll get on a rant and start screaming and yelling and carrying on, and, and they bring really good guests on and all the rest, and they come out of nowhere, and all of a sudden they just have these huge followings, because they're doing propaganda. They're giving you 90% of the stuff that you already know, and 10% of the stuff is just pure out lies. But you'll notice one common thread with these guys. They never get charged with anything. Yeah. They can do all kinds of stuff and say all kinds of stuff, and uh, they, just, they're, they, just, they, just get, they just go on and on and on and on and on, and, 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 you know, and, and one of their sub- subordinates may end up going to jail or whatever. But the main people, the main spokesperson, are like Nicolas Cage and, you know, The Lord of War. You, they're saying stuff and they're getting stuff out for the CIA to a large group of people, which allows them to remain, how should I say, untouchable. You know, they they can't be touched. I remember that one movie, The Untouchables, with you know with Sean Connery. Great movie, by the way. Another one, not for kids, but great movie. And I remember Al Capone was in that one, and he was untouchable because he controlled all the judges and he controlled all the politicians. And nobody could touch him. They finally got him on income tax evasion. And, and the crazy part about all of this stuff is that a lot of these guys become untouchable because of who they work with with the CIA. You can see another version of that with that movie, American Made, with Tom Cruise, with the cocaine running in mean Arkansas, and all the rest of the stuff that was happening back in the eighties and the nineties. And all of these things are just—they're telling you what they're doing. And, and it, remember the other one that we also had Sicario, another not another movie not for children. And, and you know, and at the at the end he says, you know, the CIA has to have an agency with them and we that way we can work inside of the United States borders according to the, you know, our regulations. And the CIA was involved directly in running the drugs out of South America, Central America, and in Mexico in the movie. And they showed it. And that's why I also said the other day, you never see that movie free on TV. You never see that movie free as a theater. You never see that movie free anywhere. You don't even see that movie anymore. You have to buy the videotape or the audio tape. I have videotape. Listen to me. dated myself. Most people don't know what videotape is anymore. You have to, you have to <laughs> by, buy by the VHS. you got buy, buy the, the VA. Yeah, you got to <laughs> buy the 8-track. You know? I mean, oh, on, let's go all the way back. you got to – now you can – but you, you probably stream it. You can probably stream it. But, but it's – I know a little bit term. i got a few terms I know too. But, but, that's, but that's the thing that we've got to realize is that a lot of this stuff is not what we think it is. Now, here's another interesting article. And, and this is this – is it says the occult is the spiritual foundation of the United Nations. The stage is set for the coming one world government under one world leader. All of this stuff is what we talked about yesterday. The, the United Nations is a Rothschild formation that was formed after the League of Nations failed. No one will understand the new world order unless he or she will make a pledge to worship Lucifer. Davis Bangley said that, director of planetary initiative of the United Nations. The United Nations is the greatest fraud in history. Its purpose is to destroy the United States. John E. Rankin, a US Congressman. The age of nations must end. The governments of nations have decided to order their separate sovereignties into one government in which they will surrender their arms, the UN world constitution. The first president of the United Nations General Assembly Paul-Henry Spack, who was also Prime Minister of Belgium and one of the early planners of the European Common Market, as well as the Secretary-General of NATO, affirmed, we do not want another committee. We have too many committees already. What we want is a man of sufficient stature to hold the allegiance of all the people and lift us up out of economic morass into which we are sinking. Send us such a man, and whether he be God or the devil. We will receive him. So yeah, I mean, I'm going to post this article for you guys. It says exposing the darkness. You can write, you can read through it all. That's what it is. This group of people that are the Kabbalists, Luciferians, Synagogue of Satan are running the entire show. And when we understand that, we start to realize how quickly we've compromised ourselves. Coach Dave Doblemeyer, a good friend of mine, wrote an article. He just said, how has, a, has the American church taken a knee? Christians are known for being people of prayer. In fact, it's not unusual for, for a believer to mention prayer is a solution to many of our problems. Often you will hear them refer to hitting their knees as a synonym for praying without troubling situation when seeking God's direction from God, a bended knee is a sign of submission because it's not unusual at the end of a game for a team to take a knee. You win and we lose is the agreement that both teams make when the team takes the ball. Taking a knee is a glorious gesture for winning a team. What brings me to the issue of our time, has the American church taken a knee? In the cultural war, have Christians begun to accept the fact that the Luciferian left has won the game and that the job of God's team is to humbly bow in compliance to Satan's victorious minions? Think about what we say. We win in the end. I often hear the players of God's team shout as they tuck their tails between their legs and head to the locker room in an embarrassing defeat. They hope soon in the future to be rescued by their rapture praying that their daddy is about to come and beat up the devil and the squadron of demon-powered players. We win in the end as the sorry layman of a weak, and defeated foe sort of modern version of my dad can beat up your dad with a sad state of affairs for the compliant complacent team coached by the king of kings. And and what he's saying here is this, we have compromised because Jesus Christ is returning as a conquering king. And if, if Jesus is the king right now, and he's done tag team to tan off the power to the saints here on the earth, why does Lucifer seem to be willing so much power? We're in the final drive to win the game. It's time for the defense to blitz for the offense and put together a strong, sustained drive for the end zone. I promise you this. Jesus Christ, the king of kings, ain't bowing to Lucifer. Jesus is the champion of the world. I'll say it one more further than that, Dave. Jesus is the champion of the universe because he built the universe. <laughs> he put it all together. And through him, all things are held together. And Dave's right. The Christian church has gotten into the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, nonsense to the point now that they feel that the feel-good message is so much more important than what the gospel message is that they're not preaching the real gospel of Jesus Christ anymore. And therefore, they have compromised themselves to a point where they're no longer functionally uh, – how should I say? Uh, they're, they're not relevant at whatsoever. Then people in the Christian churches, they decide they're going to go ahead and and continue to support Donald Trump. And then Life News says that Donald Trump says, suggest that pro-life groups care about money, but not babies, and maybe it's some kind of business. Wow. Donald Trump had an excellent pro-life record as president, appointed Supreme Court justices who overturned Roe. He would have been infinitely better than Joe Biden to become the most pro-abortion president in history. But Trump is not doing himself any favors with his pro-life Americans lately. First, he called the heartbeat law protecting babies from abortion is a terrible mistake. Now Trump is suggesting that the pro-life groups that fervently fight abortion each and every day to save as many babies as possible care more about money, never mind the enormous sacrifice pro-life Americans make to protect unborn children and help pregnant women every day at pregnancy centers across the country. Trump's comment about the pro-life movement supposedly being being a business came during an interview in which he celebrated his own efforts to help overturn Roe. This is an issue that's been going on for 52 years. I was able to end it. That gave tremendous negotiating power to the pro-life movement, tremendous negotiating power because they can't do the things that they were used to be able to do. The pro-life was fighting in. Gosh, I can't read Trump's stuff. I'm sorry. His, 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 his staccato presentation of words, his, his grammar, and his. I'm, I'm done. I can't read his stuff. But listen to me for a second. Trump is the one who said, oh, we're going to defund this and defund Planned Parenthood." He didn't do any of that. He didn't defund any of it. He didn't veto those things when they came across his desk. He could have vetoed the entire budget with Planned Parenthood. I mean, he didn't do any of that stuff. He kept it going for hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Don't believe this man's rhetoric. And try to listen to it if you can. I mean, if you want to, if you got I, mean, I can't listen to his speech patterns. It's, they're awful. And then you guys fuss at me because the grammar's bad or whatever. It's not me. It's the, me reading the stuff that sounds awful. But listen to me for a second. He's not our savior. He did not die on a cross. He was not resurrected from the dead. He did not spill his blood as an eternal being. Basically, as an omnipresent God for all of eternity to sanctify you for all time. He didn't do any of that stuff. Trump is probably a 33-degree Mason who loves the Kabbalah and loves the tree of life award he had and has. You guys who watch that you know, on YouTube, he says, most important award he's ever gotten. He believes everything it stands for. Listen to what he says and then pay attention to what he does because they don't line up. And that's what we need to understand. And we're going to do, we're probably going to have another big blowout between him and Biden. But again, in the event that we have <laughs> a situation in which the elections are hacked once again, it won't make any difference who runs. The Kabbalist, Luciferian synagogue of Satan, this oligarchy corporation group that runs the planet through the wizards and the warlocks and the witches and the weirdos is going to do whatever they want to do again. Because remember... This earth is not our home. We were bought at a price. We're just passing through here. Always remember that. But that doesn't mean we've got to get out of the skirmish. That doesn't mean we've got to get out of the fight. What it means is that we've got to stand our ground and let God know who we are while we're here so he'll know where, who we are when we get to where he is. Just thought I'd mention that. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story?
0: Well, you're exactly right. I mean, what we've seen now, I mean, I didn't even watch any of the debates and all this boondockle theater that's been going on. over. The, it's, it's just, honestly, it's embarrassing to me. I saw somebody sent me a link earlier, and they were quoting one of the, uh, I guess, one of the um, commentators or whatever during this debate. And they basically said, all right, guys, we need to figure out who's going to be voted off the island. So use your marker to write your choice. 15 seconds starts now. they they were referring to like survivor the show and they wanted all the candidates to basically vote on a piece of paper who needs to be voted off the stage. I mean, I can't, I can't even describe how embarrassing this is now of what we have going on in the United States as far as with just this circus theater show and DeSantis, you know, as much as I really like what he did during COVID and a lot of what he stood up for, for parental rights and, Human rights, especially when it came to COVID, the shot, RNA shot. And this has been just embarrassing for him. This is abysmal. I mean, there was it was frustrating to vote somebody back into office for governorship, which we all did because we knew he was the best option for Florida. And then him turn around and say, "I'm ready for president," which he knew there's not a snowball's chance in Florida, on black asphalt, in the summer, that he was possibly going to beat Donald Trump. And this whole thing is just—it's just—it's theater, man. We watch theater. It's all bread and circus for the masses. It's like the the Taylor Swift culties and the NFL cult and all these other things. Because remember, as Rome was falling, they increased the gladiatorial combat and the circuses and the Colosseum fun and the parties and the liquor and the bread, and they kept everybody entertained while Rome was literally burning and while it was falling apart from the inside out and the Republic was dissolving. This is what you do when you have a government that is literally rotted from the inside and the country is rotting from the inside is you keep everybody as distracted as physically possible. You overwhelm them with so much theater, they have no option but to focus on something other than what's actually happening. For example, we know we have this massive, massive problem at the Southern border. It's just literally not even being discussed. Border Patrol agents are being overwhelmed. There's a video of the other day where the Border Patrol agents are massively assaulted by cartel members. and it's, it's becoming worse and worse down there. Yet now you have in King County Public Health has just said that 135 people at Kittredge High School are now recommended for testing after an active tuberculosis case with a high school student. This is what happens when you bring people in from other countries and they're completely unvetted. They're completely unchecked. They're completely and totally unscreened. They're not monitoring anybody for communicable diseases at all, by the way. If you guys know if you talk talked to anybody with the border agents, what's going on? They're not monitoring for COVID. They're not testing anybody for anything down there. They're literally coming across the border with their app on their phone. They're getting all these updates and then they turn around, they just go. I and mean, that's the part that the legal part they're doing that doesn't even count for the people that are just walking across now from all over the world. This isn't just from Mexico, guys. This the entire world is descending on the United States. I told you yesterday, it's like we got a Krispy Kreme hot donut sign on right now. Everybody realizes that this is it. This is the, this is the last place you can get as much free stuff as you can. And the ironic part is paying for it. So where this goes, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's going to go very well. But you got active tuberculosis cases in high schools now. That's not something that's very common if anybody knows anything as far as with diseases and whatnot. But again, what you're seeing at the same time now, this report just came out from Bloomberg. This is interesting. Is that 94% of the 323,000 new jobs among S&P 100 went to non-whites last year. Oh, this is interesting. And I'm, I'm bringing this up. This, this article that they put up here, they said, Corporate America reacted to the Black Lives Matter riots by embracing systematic discrimination essentially now, according to a new study by Bloomberg. They really did this. This is, this is crazy. I wonder what's happening right now. They said, the U.S. equal and Equal Employment Opportunity Commission requires companies with 100 or more employees to report their workforce demographics every single year, and Bloomberg obtained 2021 data for the S&P 100 companies and calculated over US, overall U.S. growth of those firms. This is crazy. 94% of the people hired in all of these businesses were non-whites now. And what's crazy about this, the only way to actually achieve these numbers is proactive discrimination. This, this, this is the percentage. Of those 323,000 employees, 40% were Hispanic, 23% were black, 22% were Asian, 8% were other race, and 6% were white. Now, I'm not bringing this up as far as a racial issue. What I'm bringing this up is this is a systematic discrimination issue while everyone's telling everyone that racism is so rampant in the United States and essentially everybody needs to apologize for being white. You now have the S&P 100 hiring 94% of their new employees as non-whites. So lest you think that's actually happening right now, it is. And this is exactly the reasoning why is because the population density in the United States is growing, but not because of natural organic growth. It's because we're having people from all over the world come here. And essentially, it's getting very interesting, strange time to be alive, I guess you could say, but there's no question about it. It's definitely not boring. And like Dad said earlier, this whole thing with Trump and Biden and what they're doing with COVID now, I told you before, I highly think that they're going to come in as far as to push COVID to try to basically rig the voting machines again, because if not, they're just going to continue to pile more stuff on him to continue to make him basically this villain. There's now, you guys saw this ruling now, with this leftist judge has now ruled and found guilt, Trump fraud, found guilty of fraud by Trump for essentially inflating his property valuations for lenders at Mar-a-Lago and diminishing them for tax authorities and what's crazy about this is, if anybody else thinks that this is not normal among these multi-multi millionaires that have these enormous estates and what people do for tax loopholes, and how they get around it, and their billionaires and their jets and their houses, you must be living in Narnia. I mean, it's this, this is what these people do. This is how they play the game. This is why the loopholes are there, and these are the people that exploit them. But yet, suddenly, now this is somehow some serious problem that's going on. And again, this is why we talk about a lot of this stuff because when it comes down to all of it and you look at all of this stuff, it's essentially BlackRock owns all of it. Yet you never hear anybody talk about that. You never hear about – talk about all the different shady stuff that BlackRock does. And this is why – this is why we're watching so many things that are so consistent with the narrative even though the narrative is a downright lie. Because the game's rigged. They've rigged the entire game. Look at what they did. They're coming out with that movie depicting. I'm not sure if they're actually going to make it super accurate. called Dumb Money. And it was what happened with GameStop. And I, I was actually a part of a few guys I knew that were involved in that, directly involved in it. It was very interesting with that short squeeze with GameStop and all that stuff that happened. And what's interesting about that, I remember I told everybody what was happening. I said, this is really bizarre. I said, because usually the house always wins. And yet these equity firms were losing Billions of dollars, billions of dollars on that short squeeze with GameStop to the point that Robinhood froze everybody's accounts and would not let people pull out their funds out of their account because they basically were hemorrhaging so much cash. Their liquidity went to nothing. Once you realize what they're doing and how they're doing it, that's why it's so important to try to become as self-sufficient as possible and try to do the best you can to maintain your own independence, and your own freedom, and your own peace of mind, and encourage others to do the same, and continue to teach your young ones the same ideas, the same concepts. You know, it's funny. Yesterday, I was talking to Hunter last night because he was at jujitsu on Tuesday night, and we were talking about some of the movements he was doing because me and him practice and stuff a lot at home, and we practice as far as hand striking and all that. And he goes, "You know, Dad," he goes, "I would never let anybody hurt my sister." And I said, I know. I said, well, you need to make sure you're nice to her too, because sometimes they go at it. And he goes, Yeah, Dad. But I've, I'm, I now realize, you know, if somebody tried to hurt her, I, I would hit them as hard as I can. And I said, Well, that's, that's what you do, son. That's how you act. That's what you do as a man. That's what you do as an alpha. That's what you do as a brother. That's what you do as a son. And he goes, Yeah, Dad. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. And I said, Good. You're becoming a boy now. You're starting to become a man. And he's only seven, but he's starting to really, he's, he's starting to mesh up and starting to realize what's happening and how it happens and this is why i encourage everyone if you've got kids teach them how to be defensive and how to protect themselves and protect their family. That is a lost art that's depleting very quickly. You know, it's funny. I was talking to a friend the other day. We were talking about growing up and a lot of stuff we went through and, you know, just literally living outside like that I was talking yesterday and I got stories too with water moxins and gators and, you know, bullies and fights and orange groves, the whole nine yards. And I said, it's funny now that I said, because we have literally the most pathetic generation I've ever witnessed in history where I mean, now now, kids are like, oh, man, I almost got bit by a water moccasin, or I almost had to deal with this. It's like, oh, my, my parents misgendered me. Oh, I need to see a therapist now. I don't know what to do. My parents didn't call me one of my 89 genders that I've approved. I don't know how to handle this anymore. I need my anxiety medication, my depression medication. That's literally how this generation acts now. It's an embarrassment. And the reason why, the only, only reason why this generation acts like this is is because my generation, a huge portion of my generation, has failed as parents to raise little Americans and train them right. That's just a fact of the matter. My generation did an abysmal job in some cases. You're you're breaking up real bad, Oz.
1: I think we lost Austin at around the 1039 mark. You all heard him breaking up, so hopefully I'm on still. And uh, if not, Todd will text me. Uh, Can't tell because we're at different locations. Austin's so funny with the Krispy Kreme donut sign. I mean, I used to eat Krispy Kreme donuts. I mean, a hot Krispy Kreme donut, I mean – that's the most unhealthy thing you're going to put into your body. But I tell you what, they sure do taste good. I know my buddy Gene, he has a donut trailer, and uh, he makes really, really high-quality donuts, too. And I told him one day, if I ever get a chance to meet him in person, I'm going to come by and have a donut with him, Just, and I will do that. And also, also was talking about protecting his sister. Hunter talked about protecting his sister. You know, it's really important that we realize something. The other day, you know, I told somebody that I was an alpha male. You know, I said, I'm an alpha, an alpha male. And they said, well, I don't even know what that means. And the sad part about that is they, they weren't joking. They really had no idea what that meant. Now, here's the simplest definition of an alpha male that I can give you. That's probably the most succinct an alpha male is willing to die for his wife or his girlfriend or his female or, or or his female. He's willing to die. He's willing to do everything he possibly can to support her and take care of her. And if need be, he's willing to die. And we don't see much of that anymore. The majority of the people of the men who basically are out there right now that are single and also is right. We've done a pathetic job raising them primarily because of hormones and social media, and all the rest of it. You know, they've got little 12 inch necks and 12 inch arms and 12 inch legs and they're little bean poles walking around. I know Julia's the other day sent me a picture of some guy who thought he was really cool and he had like a. 12 inch arm and 12 inch legs and he had a shirt on button like he was some kind of, you know, sex object. And, uh, it was, it was, it was actually pathetic. It was actually almost, it was almost, it was almost a joke. And, and, and I find it funny that you see this kind of stuff out there and these guys think that they're alphas. Uh, yeah, they're not really, but, but, but they don't, they may think that, but they're not. And, and that's the thing that people don't understand is that when you are in a situation where you have to protect your family, when you're in a situation that you've been – I have one of our listeners who I'm not dating whatsoever. A good, good friend of mine the other day said that she had a dream the other night, and that some guy broke into her house, and I showed up with a gun and ran the guy off. Okay, I thought – I laughed. Her name is Terry. I got a funny – I've known her for 35 years. I just started laughing. I said, well, I'm glad I could help. <laughs> I could show up and run off the intruder in the middle of the night. She goes, oh, yeah. It, was a, it ended up being a, a good dream rather than a nightmare. I started laughing. I said, okay. But see – That's what we're supposed to do as Christians. That's what we're supposed to do as patriots. That's what we're supposed to do as alphas. We're supposed to have the ability to come in and do whatever it takes in order to secure a person that we're around and protect them. That's why I've told you this before. Whenever I go into a restaurant… I always try to sit with my back to the wall so people can't walk up behind me. I don't like people walking up behind me. I'll be on the sidewalk and we walking down over by Ybor City or someplace, which is really not safe at night, but it's pretty safe during the day, and I'll hear footsteps behind me. I immediately stop, turn around, to see who's sneaking up behind me or walking up behind me. I want to know who it is. I want to size them up. I want to know what's about to happen. And I guess a lot of that's because I got sucker punched one time when I was a kid. When I was a bouncer in our bar that we had, the German Beer Tavern. And I turned my back on somebody who weighed me about 80 pounds. And he just cold cocked me. And when that happened to you, that it pretty much knocked me out. I was completely I was completely and totally disoriented. it hit me so hard. I was at 200 pounds. He hit me so hard. He picked me up in the air. The guy was about 280. It picked me up in the air. And I hit, could get a right, right hook across my jaw, across the, from the backside where I didn't see it. And I landed on the pool table pretty much unconscious. I mean, I, it picked me up in there. I landed on top of the pool table. And, I, and that happened to me one time. And it's never happened since. Because I'm careful with my surroundings. now, I'm careful where I sit. I'm always armed. I'm always being careful. Of course, I'm not armed if it, if it says, you know, if, if I'm in some place that you can't be armed. If you got to run through medical, metal detectors, that kind of stuff, you know, like at an airport, I would never do that. That's how you put. That's how you go directly to jail, you know, without passing. Go. Very, very important that we understand that. Also, uh, I want to discuss this too, real quick. You know, Roger Waters is accused of repeated anti-Semitism in a new documentary. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Kanye West here. It says, investigation interviews those, this is from Drudge. Now, I didn't pull this off some obscure website. This was posted on Drudge this morning. I'm just going to read it to so you and let you see what it says. Roger Waters accused of repeated anti-Semitism in a new documentary. Investigation interviews those who claim to have heard several derogatory references to Jews. Pink Floyd's co-founder, Roger Waters, has been accused of repeated anti-Semitism with claims he referred to Jew food and made up a song about his agent called him in a effing jew excuse my language i didn't use the word an investigation of the rogers by the campaign against anti-semitism the caa never heard of them interviewed those who worked beside him and made allegations of repeated derogatory references to jews the CIA, the caa also published emails from waters and where they get the emails you know where he proposed that an inflatable pig floating above his concerts would be scrawled with an anti-semitic slogan it, it, Okay, I'm not going to basically uh, say anything else about this, but I'll let you guys read this. I found this interesting. This actually made drudge news. And I, to me, yeah, I know that there are individual people out there that are definitely anti-Semitic. I got that. I'm not. Just thought i mention that to you. I am anti-Synagogue of Satan. I am anti-Kabbalist Luciferian Synagogue of Satan. I am anti-Kabbalist Luciferian Synagogue of satan Big bankers who control the planet through their purse strings and who own BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, and who continually subject human beings to the onslaught of chemtrails, the onslaught of untested vaccinations that aren't vaccinations, they're bioweapons, and the onslaught of basically controlling laboratories all around the world that work in basically gain of function research, and the onslaught of the wizards and the warlocks and the witches that rule over them in their secret ceremonies of human sacrifice. I am diametrically opposed to them, and I'm anti all of that. I am. I can't stand any of that because the reality is is that's the group that runs the planet. It's the ancient Babylonian Canaanite religion weirdos that run the planet. And once we understand who they are and what they are, at that point we need to realize very, very quickly that without God and without Christ in the middle of our lives, we simply have no answer for any of this stuff on what they do. Because they control it all. You remember remember when Jesus was taken up on the mountain and God and the not God and Lucifer showed him all of the areas of the earth. And he said, If you bow down and worship me, you can will I'll give you all of this stuff. And Jesus said, No, worship nobody but you, know, but God of God the Father Himself. And I'm paraphrasing this. And this and this is what we have to understand. This earth is Lucifer's, it is his life. He was in prison down here with the fallen angels with us. We were put back down here to prove God's righteousness. That He cared about us so much that he's willing to give his own life and his own son to basically die for us, to suffer for us, to sanctify us through his blood. And I covered all of this in angel wars. And once you understand who we are and why we're here, it starts to make more sense why this battle seems to be going so badly. This is a group of people that run the planet that are so it's so devious, this, this fallen angel group, and so evil that it's beyond the scope of human imagination to even understand it. I remember that one astronaut who came back who got physically ill after he went to Antarctica, and who knows what's down there, says so we can't go there, and basically came back and so said the evil presence was overwhelming with what he felt. This is the group that runs the planet. And apparently, there are layers on the other side of the planet there in Antarctica. And the reality is, is that we don't even know how the we don't even know what the planet looks like. Honestly, guys, we don't know even how it's shaped. We have no idea. You know, they, they've lied to us about everything. Sir Isaac Newton was a kabbalist. He lied about everything. He, his papers were so heinous and so satanic that they hid them for hundreds of years from the general public. Only here recently, a lot of them were made public and they were quickly covered up again and bought up and hidden again. Because he was such a weirdo. He was a Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan, uh, alchemist is what he was. And, he's, and so we have all these theories that came from Sir Isaac Newton. He, why is a sir? Because of the British government, I guess. They, they basically, we don't even know what to say about this guy, but he was Satan-inspired. And once we see all that we understand all that, it starts to make more sense how these guys run the world. Austin, are you back with me? we I on a Solo right now. I, I'm here, bud. How, how's my
0: microphone sound? I had to reboot it, a bunch of stuff.
1: Oh, it, it sounds really, really good, buddy. What's your
0: next story, bud? Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I apologize about that, guys. Sometimes my internet connection here at the office, we have so many different things that are constantly operating at the office, and uh, sometimes we've got a couple of issues. But, no, I mean, D- Dad's spot on with a lot of stuff. You guys know me. I've brought up the Antarctica article question to everybody I know, when they ask me questions about it, and I'm like, why can't we go there? And nobody's ever had a really good answer. I've had people argue with me and come up with different theories. But as people pretty much know, we can travel anywhere in the entire world, allegedly, except that continent. They say, well, it's because it's an ice continent and there's nothing to do there. But yet we've got a treaty with over 60 or 70 different countries now, with over 70 different active military bases, with all types of different bases down there that do strange things. Like I told you guys before, where they've now had that one base in the center, that they've injected these huge domes into the ground, they can monitor seismic activity. What, what, I mean, if it's allegedly just an ice continent with you know an ice shield over ground, why is there so much activity down there all the time? Why is there literally hundreds of billions of dollars in research equipment going down there on a regular basis? Do your own research on it. I'll just leave it at that. People argue with me about it all the time. Once you go down that rabbit hole of Antarctica, you don't usually climb back out of that hole once you find out there's some really strange stuff. it takes you about 15 to 20 minutes of Google searching or any other search engine that actually will give you some real stuff. Google will actually – it, um, it turns off a lot of stuff. you got to use other search engines. Google's just the term that everybody uses now. But, yeah, if you try to look at stuff with Antarctica on Google, you'll usually just get pages and pages of rebuttals about why you can't go to Antarctica because it's a good thing because it's for your safety and because it's really expensive to go down there. There was actually a whole article I found one time of all the reasons why you don't want to go to Antarctica. I'm not joking. It was an entire page Dedicated to why you don't want to go to Antarctica, and the entire time I'm reading it, I'm like, "Oh, now I really want to go." <laughs> if you if you spend this much time telling me why I don't want to go down there, there's obviously a reason why you should want to go down there. Just thought I would throw that out there as well. <laughs> also, to another news. This is something that is interesting as well as so I've been looking at some of this stuff now, as far as with. This CIA thing. And, you know, again, we talked about it yesterday, but I keep reading more about it at just the level of. The level of deception that we've now seen with this COVID-19 theater show and the rollout of the shots. And you know, I'm not going to go into a ton of it as I talked about it yesterday, you can listen to it, but with essentially Fauci going into the CIA headquarters without a record of entry, participating in this analysis to basically change the COVID-19 investigation, just this whole thing. We now know with undeniable certainty with all the stuff that's come out now that everything about COVID-19 was a complete and total lie. It was a giant experiment. It was probably – if I would say – I mean I've done a lot of research on pretty big history, buff. I would say it's probably the biggest global experiment that's ever occurred in human history because it involved every single person on the planet. Every single person was affected by COVID-19. Every single person. I don't care who you are, where you are, where you live. At some point in time, mentally or physically, you were affected by the COVID-19 theater. And I don't just mean whether it be you got sick or anything like that. You heard about it. You had somebody that was talking about it. There was some aspect that touched you. And I don't think there's ever been anything like that. In recorded history that every single person was affected by the exact same topic at the exact same time. And I think that was the experiment, right? It was to see if they could come up with a lie so big, so vast, so expansive, so just unbelievable. If they could get the vast majority of the entire globe to actually go along with it. And they did. And then what they did was they, they game planned it. They continued to war game it throughout it on its on its on each month. They continued to push it. That's why they had the constant goalpost moving. It was a psychop. They wanted to see how far they could push it till people started pushing back. And once they got so much blowback, a certain percentage, And I guarantee you this is how it was based on. It was what percentage algorithm is showing the population is pushing back. Once it reached that tipping point, that's when they immediately backed off. And then that's all of a sudden they started to get so much flack and people were getting so angry about it. And everybody was realizing it was completely and totally theater. Then we had this entire theater show in Ukraine that's going on now. Now with sending them 31 U.S. Abrams tanks, M1 Abrams tanks, with depleted uranium ammunition, if any of that's true. That's what they're telling us. And now you just got to ask yourself the question, you know, how big is this money laundering scheme going to go? How far are they going to take it? And how long are we going to watch it? And now I've, I saw a report the other day. I have not been able to confirm it yet with my, uh, my main guy that basically used to be an airborne ranger, but I've sent him a text earlier today because I saw some emails or some articles on it. I saw a YouTube video that basically the United States has deployed paratroopers to the border of ukraine now again i have no idea if that's actually accurate that's what i have saw on youtube and that's what i was reading but i cannot actually confirm that i've sent him a text so i'll have more updates on that because he's still active in u.s military intel and contracting so he will know better than i will a lot more as far as and he's always shot straight with me he's completely and totally 100 percent awake about everything and so he'll know whether or not that's accurate but that really is true we're dropping paratroopers now in ukraine I wondered how long it was going to take to do this, because that war has just turned into a war of attrition purposely. They've just wasted bodies over there and just killing Ukrainian men and conscripting them to essentially just roll this theater out further and further and further. And in my opinion, I think they're trying to eliminate that entire race over there, my personal opinion. And so there's no legitimate purpose to keep this war ongoing right now. Ukraine's never going to win it. It's not going to happen. It, I mean, Even with the amount of money and willpower and material and stuff that they're going over there with this theater, it's not going to happen. So the next question is, why would they keep doing it? And I think it's money laundering, and I think it's basically an attrition war. They want to clear that area out, and as sad as that is, a lot of people are being affected in that area, but again – This is what the bankers do. Anytime they need a distraction, they go to war. And so that's why I continue to encourage my friends stay focused on the truth, stay focused on what's real, stay focused on things that you can currently affect right now in your family, in your household, with your friends, with your loved ones. Continue to communicate with them, continue to encourage them. You know, sometimes you just got to check on somebody, send them a text or call them up, say, hey, bud, I'm thinking about you. How are you doing? How are you feeling? This is really important because as things continue to get stranger, some people, I have a difficult time adapting to stuff. That's one of the reasons why that total rest formula has been so popular among a lot of customers that I have, you especially stacking it with like B Complex and 5 HTP and omega 3 fats it really helps out with overall psychological health. And that's really important right now. So, again, reach out to people if they need it. If you need anything from us at Health Masters, always feel free to give us a call at 1-800-726-1834 as we continually roll out new products and new sales and different kits we have going on right now. I will be going on the uh, Hagman Report tomorrow. So that's going to be a great show that we're going to be loading up. Got a lot of stuff we're going to be covering on there. That'll be airing over the weekend. So be sure to check that out on the Hagman Show. I know a lot of people have been... um, Ask me when I'm going to go back on there. So we got a lot of stuff him and I are going to talk about tomorrow. So it's going to be a really good show. And, of course, as I always say, if you guys need to email us, you can email us on the contact form on the website. We always try to respond the best we possibly can. But please, please don't send me 10 paragraphs with 80 question mark questions that you ask me to answer. I can't physically respond to all those. A lot of times I'll try to answer stuff on the show. If I get very similar questions that are the same question over and over again, it's much more efficient. Or I'll try to respond as quickly as I can. So I appreciate that. And thank you for everything you guys continue to do. Keep up the fight. Keep getting this information out there, guys. We can't do this without you. This is how we all work together. This is how we all fight together in this. So you have a fantastic evening, and we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always.